When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Welcome everyone to Stoppage Time. This will be our final episode of the season. Auburn wrapped up officially after exiting the NCAA tournament against Minnesota this past week. And Peter and I are here to just kind of wrap up the season, preview into next season. We're going to talk about a lot of things today. Favorite play, favorite moment, favorite everything today. We're going to talk a little bit of recruiting, but not just who we think we're going to sign. We actually know who we are who we have signed. So this is going to be a jam-packed episode. I'm excited to get into it. It was a fun season of Auburn soccer. So without further ado, Peter, take us away. Yeah, you know, we waited a little bit after the the final, and I'm kind of glad because we were kind of surprised by the signing class. We weren't really expecting it. You know, last year they did it during uh, football signing. It was the same day, so we weren't really expecting it this early. So it was kind of nice that we got to get to talk about the the final match and talk about our signees, kind of a a happy note. But let's talk about our match. Auburn was in the first round of the NCAA tournament playing Minnesota. Auburn hosted on Friday night. In the 61st minute, Minnesota scored a one-shot goal on a free kick, putting Minnesota up nil one. In the 80th minute, Minnesota is awarded a corner. The ball gets lost inside the Auburn box, and Minnesota finds it first, nil two Gophers. Uh, Minnesota would win 0-2 in final time. Auburn had 10 shots, five on goal. Minnesota had nine shots, five on goal. Sarah LeBeau had three saves in the match. Auburn finished this season 12-6-2. Four, five, and one in the SEC. Uh, with that start, Sarah LeBeau tied the SEC record for career starts for a goalkeeper with 87th with her 87th start. Uh, in the last match, she uh, bro- she tied or she sorry she broke the program record and now she tied the SEC record with her 87th start. She is ranked in the top four in the program history in shutouts, but I believe she's second there because we were tracking that one. Goals against, average, and saves. Drew, she's had an incredible career at Auburn. Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think Sarah LeBeau is definitely one of those players that's going to go down and that we talk about in Auburn history for quite some time as just a phenomenal player and person. I think that definitely the stats speak for themselves and just the record she was able to break this year. I kind of wish we would have been able to get one more game in so she could have passed that career starts for a goalkeeper record, but ultimately tying it's just as good. So I, I think... Sarah LeBeau is going to be a key figure that's going to be hard, harder to replace. And I think we can actually hearken that back to uh, one of your favorites from one of our first seasons doing this, Kayla Faulkner. She was very hard to replace. I think Sarah LeBeau is just going to be equally as hard to replace, especially someone who's been a four-year starter for this team. Yeah, she she and Megan Rivera are going to really be the standard for a while for goalkeepers and especially for you and I, since we have been doing stoppage time for, for three years and she's been our goalkeeper while we've been doing stoppage time and you've been able to follow her career at Auburn. And she's just 
been really great. Uh, again, I think she finished with, uh, I believe it was 28 shutouts, 28 clean sheets. And so uh, she was second behind Megan Rivera's 33. So again, I, I think those two are going to be the standard, especially for us. Yeah. I mean, I think you and I can actually sit and look. We've had the unique perspective of watching her, her whole time starting. And for me, I think from freshman to now, you can see tremendous growth and not just like, oh, well, she got smarter how she played. She just started to improve as she got in the college game. No, like she made leaps and bounds, even from being a great goalkeeper as a freshman uh, through other other means, not just physically or her skill on the field, but she became a better communicator. I think she controlled her line better as she grew up. And I think all those are wonderful. Uh, just shout outs to her for just being willing and dedicated to put in the work and the time you and I like to attribute a lot of stuff to coach Hoppe, but I think I have to attribute this to her as well. Uh, mainly because, you know, she was a goalkeeper in college and so, and then she coached goalkeepers on uh, the national team. So she was really able to pour into Sarah LeBeau and, and make her a better keeper uh, over her time here. So that's, that kind of bodes well going forward. The fact that we're going to have to have a new goalkeeper going forward. That's someone, you know, someone that's not started as much as Sarah LeBeau. Uh, so we still have coach Hoppe's tutelage there. But also it just shows uh, her faith, Coach Hoppe's faith in Sarah LeBeau to start her since her freshman year, that she broke this record and that she was able to, to get so many consistent starts and so many uh, so much experience uh, to be that great goalkeeper she was. Uh, Drew, I'm just going to open this up. What was your thoughts on this match? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was it was just kind of what we've seen lately as far as the Auburn matches go. It just, I, I think something we can look back to that maybe you and I have glossed over since it happened, but I think Jalen Gatson going down was a lot bigger impact than we thought it was going to be because once she went down, that's when Auburn kind of started to fall off and we expected we were going to fall off at some point and kind of come down to earth, but it seemed to coincide when Jalen Gatson uh, went out with injury. And I think that was a big blow because she was another cog in the offense. It just made it, a Hydra, as you uh, so exquisitely named it at the beginning of the year. I, I think Jalen Gatson going out was something a lot bigger than we expected. And I think you saw it. We struggled to keep possession of the ball. Uh, we are, it just seemed that we were limited to the middle of the park. Didn't really seem to move the well, move the ball. Well, uh, I just, I'm interested to see what's going to happen next year when she's able to come back when we're back at full strength. Uh, I, at the time didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal, I was obviously way off base with that. You talked about being limited and stuck in the middle of the park in the midfield. Uh, Minnesota played a really midfield heavy formation there. I think they actually had six midfielders, if I'm not mistaken. They were very heavy in the midfield. That's really where they planned to dominate Auburn. And they did a really good job. I thought they had really excellent pressure. I know you and I have kind of going back and forth on how well Minnesota's played, but I thought they had really, really good pressure, and I have not seen that kind of pressure since Arkansas. Arkansas was very aggressive, especially in our midfield, and put a lot of pressure on Auburn, and Auburn was just not able to respond very well to that, and I think that was kind of the case here, that Minnesota put a lot of pressure on Auburn, and Auburn was just not able to respond, uh, I guess, the way they needed to and, and effectively to uh, to get the win. Yeah, it, I, I just think we've at times lacked width. Um, it always seems like we have one one winger down one side, but we're lacking one on the other. And 
I hearken that back to the Gatson injury. I, I think if she doesn't get injured, that Auburn has the width to play for for most of the time. So, yeah, it, it was just a very midfielder-heavy formation, and Auburn just seemed a little bit overwhelmed by it. And ultimately, some calls went more Minnesota's way. I think the free kick was definitely a not the greatest call, but ultimately is a free kick and Minnesota got a good shot on that. That's just all there is to it. Uh, but I, I definitely think that this game could have been played better, but in the end it was a good season. A lot of fun things happened this year. Can't be super disappointed in it. You're talking about calls going uh, their way. Auburn had a player also taken down in the box before that free kick. And there was no penalty called there. I didn't think it was as egregious as some of the others we talked about this year. So Maybe not as bad, but again, that would have been an advantage Auburn had we been able to take a PK in the box. Uh, one thing I noticed last year, teams really gashed us on set pieces. We had a really a lot of trouble defending those. And again, we saw set pieces this this uh, in this match on the free kick and the corner kick that got away from us, and they were able to score on two set pieces. Yeah, it was just it was just not great man marking, and ultimately we we're missing Emmy Craven. I don't know what was going on with that, but I think her her height would definitely have played an advantage. I think that's something that we're about to see in this recruiting class, too. We we got another tall defender, a very talented center back, and I, I think you'll probably see both of them uh, in the middle of the park a little bit more next year. Uh, yeah, it, it was just a struggle. It was just a struggle all around. There's not much great you can say about the game. Minnesota had a great game plan, executed it, did well, and protected their lead. And ultimately, they were the one who advanced. Well, we are going to uh, not leave you with that. We want to end on a high note tonight as we're recording this. And uh, we have uh, two more things we want to talk about tonight. We're actually going to come back to this season. But I want to address the 2019 signing class. Uh, uh, Coach Alba and her associate or assistant coaches were able to sign players from Texas, Colorado, Georgia, Kansas, and South Carolina. So again, we we see Cochapa really able to reach out and to recruit across the nations, the nation. Yeah, I mean she she grabbed people from all over the place. I mean, just looking at the list, she grabbed people from New York. She grabbed someone from Colorado, Texas. She grabbed one someone from in state, Kansas. Uh, well, I mean, what what more can you do about that? Like she. She's just showing that Auburn soccer is becoming a, a national brand and she's able to go out and get players that she wants that fits her system. And yeah, just looking forward to seeing how that works out in the future. Let's go over the uh, the signing class. And I want to talk about a little about uh, who they are and, and so maybe some highlights of their, their careers so far. There's way too If you go, there's an article on auburntigers.com on the soccer section go and read all the accolades of these ladies i just want to hit some of the highlights there's no time for me to go and, and go through everything um the first one is marissa Arias. she's a ford she has 76 goals 38 assists in high school she's also one of 15 players named to the id2 national team kylie bouchard was a four is a ford scored 130 goals and 28 assists for her high school team that kind of takes me back to Haley Whitaker, Drew, coming out of high school and all the goals that she scored there. Uh, Brooke, uh, Brooke Burden is a defender. She was on the U16 women's national team. She was a top drawer soccer, top 150. She had six goals and nine assists in two years, and that's as a defender. Uh, Riley Petkoski 
as a defender. She's left-footed. She takes free kicks and corner kicks. We also have another left-footed player right now, uh, Angeline Daly-Drew, and we, she's done a lot for Auburn this season. Caroline Peterson, a midfielder. She is in the U.S. Olympic or Youth Olympic Development Program, uh, Top Drawer Soccer Spring 2019 High School All-American Watch List, and had 67 goals as a midfielder. Sydney Richards is a midfielder or can play forward. She had 96 goals and 46 assists with FC Dallas, her club team. And Maggie Van Tholener, goalkeeper. By the way, if I said any of these names wrong, I apologize. Uh, we will promise to get them right and learn your names before uh, the season starts next season because I know we're going to see some of you playing. Uh, that's kind of our Drew and my promise to you. Uh, but uh, Maggie Van Tholener is 5'9", so she's very tall, uh, really I think Sarah Drew is. Am I right? Sarah Blow is five nine, also, right? Yeah, I think Sarah Blow is right in that five nine, five ten range. So, so we're not you're losing any, like for liking that, right? We're not losing any height at goalkeeper. Uh, she had a fifty eight thirteen and three career record in high school, and forty seven of those matches were shutouts. So again, we're seeing this uh, a strong shutout goalkeeper come in. Her goals against average is zero point six four, and had one hundred and fifty four saves as a sophomore. Uh, she's also on Sports Center top ten, scoring in the state championship match, Drew. So we got a uh, Sports Center star on here. <laughs> Drew, what are your thoughts on this class as far as filling positions of need? Uh, just to kind of review, uh, the four seniors we're losing this year are Sarah LeBeau, our goalkeeper, Gianna Montini, uh, kind of a de de uh, defending midfielder, midfielder. Uh, Ashton Brock and uh, Taylor Troutman are defender. What are your thoughts as far as this class, as far as filling positions of need this season, next season? Yeah, I think I think one of the biggest things, obviously, is going to be Sarah LeBeau. Like that's it's been one of the hardest people to replace. But I think Coach Hoppe has some great keepers on the roster already, and bringing in another keeper as well. I, th I think another thing, you're going to have to replace Troutman. She's a player that's played all over the field and a player that's been kind of a rock for you along with Montini, like you were mentioning. So I, I think there's there's a lot of difficulty with it, but I think the pieces are in place. I think you saw Jarreau come in and do do well at right back at times. You got Melanson on the left side, and so you may not you may not need uh, the, the left-footed left back that we have coming in right away so that gives her some time to develop uh but i think the biggest thing is the formation change i think you're going to see the a formation change with coach hoppa i think you're going to see bearden get a lot of playing time this next season uh i don't know exactly which role she'll be in uh maybe challenging emmy craven maybe being outside a little bit but i think two of the things we can highlight with this is bearden and um Gosh, which, which is the other one? Uh, Sydney Richards. They both come from U.S. Development Academies, and these are high-level academies. Uh, one, Sydney Richards being from FC Dallas. Uh, that's an MLS, highly trained, highly efficient academy that produces a lot of great players. I know specifically on the men's side, have a lot of players that play in Europe coming out of FC Dallas and also have a lot of great women's players coming out of the Dallas region. So that's exciting to see what kind of skills she'll be able to come up with. And Brooke Bearden as well. She's she's coming from uh, the Colorado Academy, Colorado Rush Soccer Club, and that's another U.S. Development Academy that produces a, a ton of high quality players. And so this is 
what Coach Hoppe has been able to do. She's been able to grow this Auburn brand and ultimately getting players like this. These are players that the USC's, the Stanford's, the UCLA's, these teams that we're seeing constantly ranked in the top five are getting, and now Auburn's consistently getting these players. So that's exciting. I think this is going to be a great recruiting class. I Last year, we were super excited about that class. I think this class is going to be the best one Coach Hoppe has probably had yet. She was really high on uh, Kylie Bouchard, the the forward who scored 130 goals for her high school team. What a crazy number. I'd expect to see her playing in that Whitaker role a little bit up there, getting in, getting in, getting dirty right off the bat. So I, I think we're going to see consistent playing time from the freshmen again as Coach Hoppe trusted them this year as well. So I think this is a phenomenal recruiting class. I think I'm most excited about the defenders. Uh, I've always kind of felt we were – thin there we know that taylor troutman played back there and she's kind of she was a converted forward playing back there in that defender role so it's nice to see two defenders come in to kind of to fill that slot uh that she's vacating and, and even having an extra uh, drew is there a player on this list that maybe you're most excited about yeah i mean i think i gave you two uh and it's hard for me to pick because i get super excited about defense but i also think I think Sidney Richards is the real deal. I, I think that's going to be a player that Auburn is going to definitely look back in the next four years and say, wow, what a career she had. Uh, I've I've been watching her highlights, um, just prepping for the show, and she's just in the right place at the right time, has great control of the ball, almost has it on a string, uh, just keeps close control to the foot, and is just a great finisher. And I think that's something Auburn – uh, lost a little bit with Kristen Dotson, just a dead eye finisher, and I think we will find a light for like replacement with Sydney Richards. And you got me really excited talking about just being able to keep the ball at her feet and and just uh, ball control. That always excites me. I always think back to Messi. I think he's the the top uh, player in the world as far as ball control and just being able to keep that ball at his feet and weaving out of players. So uh, just I had p- pictures of Messi as you were describing her. Uh, I think I'm most excited about Brooke Burden uh, because she had six goals and nine assists in two years as a defender. And that just plays right into Coach Hoppe's play style. Having those uh, those cornerbacks that can push forward and aid the offense and really put pressure on the midfield and put pressure on a defense. And so I think that's really going to play into the game plan that Coach Hoppe likes to play. Yeah, I think for sure. Uh, like I said, I think there's going to be a formation change. I think the start we saw to the season with Auburn scoring at a high rate was super fun. But I think this, I think next season, Coach Hoppe may be pushing to score even more goals. Uh, I'm excited to see what she does with the upcoming roster. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't even suggest that we may not sign a, a graduate transfer or anything like that. Coach Hoppe has been known to go, been known to go get one in the spring, uh, get good transfers. Caroline Beto is one that comes to mind in that. And I expect that team's going to be primed and ready to kick off next season. Yeah, name two more, Angeline Daly and Trevor Acock, and they just had fantastic seasons for Auburn as transfers. So uh, you are you are correct in that. I could definitely see that happening. Uh, and I could see us scoring a lot of goals next season. There's a lot of goals coming into this class from their club teams, from their high school teams. So that's very, very possible. I said we're going to go back and look at the season. I want to just kind of look at a, a few highlights from the 2018 season. Uh, 
you know, we ended kind of on a low note on a loss in the first round of the NCAA tournament, but there was a lot of good things that came out of the season. Uh, first of all, it was Auburn's first 9-0-0 start in program history. Uh, it was a 12-win season, and they were undefeated in non-conference play. It was Coach Hoppe's 300th win, undefeated besides the tournament, of course. Uh, Coach Hoppe's 300th win. Sarah LeBeau breaks the program record for consecutive starts by a goalkeeper. It was the fourth straight season. Coach Hoppe had a player named to the All-SEC first team in brief folds. In the fifth straight season, she had three or more All-Conference players in brief folds, Alyssa Lonson and Trevor Aycock. And it was Auburn's fifth straight NCAA tournament appearance in Coach Hoppe's 16th NCAA tournament. Uh, they made 12 of the last 13 seasons. It's easy to look at SEC play and, and when we kind of stumbled a little bit and not getting out of the first round after we went to the second round last season in the Elite Eight and the Elite 16 or, or the Sweet 16 and be disappointed. But there was a lot of good stuff that came out of this season. Uh, a lot of records broken this season. Uh, we got to celebrate Coach Hoppe this season, her 300th win. I think there was a lot of positives coming out of this season. What was your outlook on this season as a whole, Drew? Well, Peter, you also forgot to mention we got Coach Hoppe bobbleheads this season. And that's so, and it doesn't get any better than that. I still got my bobblehead right in front of me. That's true. Mine's already on my desk. Uh, it's definitely set up to bobble for a very long time. I'm super excited about it. Uh, yeah, I think the outlook on the season was good. I think you and I in preseason didn't even know what to expect from this team. A lot of question marks. Didn't uh, like like I mentioned. Didn't know what to expect. And ultimately, Auburn came out the gates in fuego and stumbled in SEC play a little bit, but ultimately did us proud this year. Uh, came out set some program first. You see Sarah LeBeau setting records. You see Coach Hoppe. Uh, hitting milestones in her career, nothing, nothing to shake your head at. I, I think it was a great season. I was proud to cover this season. I, I will have to admit at first I was probably doubting that this season wasn't going to be that great, and ultimately it, it exceeded my expectations in a phenomenal way. And we talked about the youth on this team. So as good as this season was we're only losing four seniors this season. We lost six seniors last season and had to replace six starters or at least five starters. And this season we only, we're, we're losing four starters, but it's not as many as six. And we had a lot of experience coming out of our freshman class, a lot of youth this season, or we had a young team that was part of maybe part of the issues going to the SEC play, but they're going to have a lot of experience going into next season. And then of course we got this recruiting class coming in after them. Uh, it's really a bright, bright future as, as as soon as next season, Drew. Yeah, I I'm excited to to hop into next season. I think I think it's gonna be a fun one. I definitely think we have a better outlook and got to know these freshmen quite a bit this year. They they got their stripes playing in the SEC, tough road. Uh, had some great moments, had some low moments, and ultimately, I think you saw growth throughout the season. Well, let's look back a little bit. Uh, I want to ask you three questions and I'm kind of put you on the spot a little bit. Uh, did you have a favorite match this season, Drew? I did. I would say it was the fun seven Oh slaughtering of Alabama state. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get much more fun than putting up seven goals followed by UAB six Oh, uh, and then beating Alabama two one in the season. I would say that's my top three. I know yes for one, but I'll give you a top three. You never give me one of anything. Whenever I ask you for one, you always give me 
five or six names or ten matches I'm in just, a season. I'm just trying to give the people more, Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More content. Uh, talking about the Alabama State game and just thinking back to that one, I remember at the end of the match, we just we we quit. We we uh, uh, we they well they didn't tap out, but we we spent the last. I think four minutes of that match is holding the ball up and, and not scoring on them. It could have been a lot worse than uh, 7-0. My favorite match was the Mississippi State match. You know, both teams came in undefeated. There was a lot of hype on that match. Part of that was because of me. I was really trying to hype it up. But it was a really big deal. Both teams were undefeated coming into that match. It was the very first SEC uh, match of the season. And Auburn just dominated 3-0, beat them at home, and the crowd really came out. We had 50, over 1,500 people there, and they were loud, and they really fueled the team. And for me, that was my favorite match this season. Yeah, silence in the cowbell is always fun. I thought that was a great match. And I did give you one match. I told you which one was my favorite and then ranked other two more just to tell you where I was at. With okay, them. so Alabama State was your favorite. Yes. Okay, that's fair. I love beating Bama too, so that's always uh, always high up on my list. Drew, did you have a favorite goal this season? I did, and it was a game winner. I think my favorite goal this season was the Missouri game when Haley Whitaker was able to snag that goal on a breakaway. She was fighting off three defenders and managed to slot it in the bottom corner of the net to actually come out of Columbia with a win. I thought that was a phenomenal, just sheer willpower goal by Haley Whitaker. So that was probably my favorite match or my favorite goal of the year. That is a really good one. That was definitely top two for me. Uh, maybe my, my favorite are 1A and 1B, but I'm going to call it my favorite goal. Also came out of that Mississippi State match was Treva Acock, and that was the one where she pushed that defender into the goal, and the defender had to either decide to defend her or bite on brief holds, and she bit on brief holds, and Treva Acock's patience paid off, and she saw it at home and, and beat the goalkeeper. I just thought that was just uh, great patience on Treva Acock's part. And uh, just great play by Auburn. Uh, Drew, before we end the season, before we uh, hang it up until next season, or at least until some uh, new breaking news happens, who is your Tiger of the Year? Tiger of the Year. That's a that's a great question. I think you have quite a few candidates. And I think the expected vote that I would normally give would be Sarah LeBeau because I thought she did phenomenal. She grew even more this year, but I'm actually going to give it to maybe someone that you'll probably give it to as well. I think Alyssa Melanson definitely as a newcomer was phenomenal this year. I thought she ran the ball up and down the, the flat or up and down the flank pretty well, uh, chipping in with assists. She was always dangerous. She always got back into position. Well, I thought she did phenomenal this year. Definitely expecting big things from her. And I think an unsung hero on the other side of the flank, I think Taylor Troutman actually had a pretty good year, all things considering. She was asked to do a lot this year. And just like you mentioned, moving back all the, or moving from the front all the way to the back, I think she deserves at least an honorable mention as my would have been uh, player of the year had uh, Melanson not had such a great year. Well, I'm really glad that you picked Melanson because uh, she's definitely deserving of Tiger of the Year. But she wasn't my pick, and I'm glad you picked her because had I not picked this person, she would have been the one I picked because I've loved Alyssa Melanson all season long. Uh, she's just been great. She's been fast. She's run down balls. I feel like I'm talking myself into picking her now. Uh, she's run down balls from behind, chased you know chased attackers down. 
She's uh, attributed on assist on goals. She is uh, played great defense, but she's not the one I'm picking. Uh, the one I'm picking is the name you said first. I'm going to pick Sarah LeBeau. Uh, it was her senior season. She really just had a great senior season. She was consistent, not just this season, last season. I'm still talking about this season. I'm not going to do the a comprehensive lifetime award. I am talking about the season, but she broke the program record in consecutive starts this season. That just shows her consistency, her reliability for coach Hoppe. And she tied the sec record on her 87th consecutive start. So, and then we also saw her and we were kind of excited chase her chasing that uh, shutout record, that clean sheet record. And she ended up with 28, I believe uh, clean sheets on her career. And so she just really had a, an awesome uh, year. And like you said earlier, she's just been that leader back there between the pipes. And we've really needed that on this team. Yeah. So I, I think all those picks are good, great options. I, I don't think we've been wrong giving it to LeBeau, giving it to Melanson, giving it to really any of the team. Uh, I think everyone did wonderful this year. Definitely better than you and I were anticipating at the start of the season. And definitely looking forward to next season. Um, so that's all we got for you today on Stoppage Time. Like we said, this is going to be our final episode of the season. We're looking forward to hopping back into it next season. You may see us pop off with an episode during the offseason just to kind of catch you up. We'll have spring games, uh, March, April time, I believe is when they normally run. So we'll try and get you something out around then. We've already covered National Signing Day. It was a great class for Coach Hoppe and the Tigers. And that's all I got for you. Until next time, we're Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it, the only question remains, do you?